What is up, homies? We are finally back with another podcast episode. Super long layoff, like two weeks that we've been off and not doing this thing. So we got a lot to catch up on. NFL, Julio Jones, we got NHL playoffs, we got NBA playoffs, we got golf. And at the end of this podcast episode, we rank our top wide receiver tandems in the league. Our top five. Who's your top five? We're going to get right in this episode. Here we go. The Sibs boys are back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a minute since we had a pod, but uh, we got a little bit of a break in between work right now before we head out for another stretch run. So uh, we got some good info to talk about, Pat Daddy. Long layoff, but it's summer. Summer's here. We got a good old little break and we got a lot of sports to catch up on i mean there was a fight that went down there's some trades that happened we got the nhl playoffs pretty much taking form we got everything wrapped up in this one got ufc everything on deck and it'll be foolish for us to not finally get a podcast out got to give the people what they want right they've been asking for it we got to drop some content <laughs> I don't know, maybe a few people have asked it. maybe not that many but we're gonna do it no matter what even if it's just us listening so it's okay yeah Pretty hey we out. enjoy it nba nba basketball is good getting down oh. to the finals right now western eastern conference finals some good series going on man i can't wait to talk about that and just the teams that are there you know like there's six of the eight teams have not won a championship ever and yep. then two of the ones that have won it has been like 20 some 30 plus years since they have so these names you don't associate with championships much and here we are we're gonna have a we're gonna have a franchise hosting a a, a trophy that you never see before so that's pretty wild to see you know not no boston's in there no lakers no those big no warriors i saw a stat that said this is the first time that lebron or steph haven't been in the finals in like seven or eight years right so and no and there's this another crazy one iguodala has been in every finals for like i don't know 10 years because he was on the he was at the heat yeah that's right even though he didn't hardly play Iguodala is the missing ingredient for the playoffs this year. It's crazy. but Viewership's going to be down. We'll get to the NBA, but I don't know if you noticed. Did you see a guy named – have you ever heard of him named Julio Jones find a new team? Did you hear about that? I I heard something over the last couple days that uh, he ended up going to uh, Tennessee, right? Tennessee, but where is he from? Where did he go to school? Bama. Bama. Roll Tide. Crimson Tide. It's a family reunion with him and Derrick Henry. I mean, that recruiting process, A.J. Brown was recruiting him. I mean, the Titans' odds, like, shot up when all that was going on. And I think it's an awesome fit. I think it's a great fit. Just think about this. If you're playing Madden and and just watching the game, too, Derrick Henry – play action to Alpha Derrick Henry. You have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Like – you cannot – you have to stack the box and respect Derrick Henry for how the, he is running because he is a force. Monster. He is a yeti. He is a machine. You cannot break him. He gets better as the game goes along. He's a back that we've never quite seen before and this time. And, like, those kind of backs are kind of dead in this game. And you have Derrick Henry there, so you yep. have to respect him. And now you have – Julio Jones to pair with AJ Brown that immediately makes your team 
so much better. I don't care. I know their defense is kind of suspect, but that alone will that there's not going to be in many three and outs that this team is going to have, you know, like they are going to keep the chains moving and keep points on the board. So no, I, I agree with you. I think this is uh, as soon as they made that trade, every defense that they're going to play this year just was just compromised because now you have no choice. You have to stack the box against Derrick Henry. You can't just play your upfront seven or eight, depending on the scheme that you're playing. You have to stack the box because he's going to make it to the second level. He never goes down on that first hit, right? So you bring in an extra defender or two up front, which now leaves you only one person to double in the secondary. You can't double AJ and you can't double Julio. So one of those guys is going to go one-on-one and they're going to win that matchup every time. So I think it just put all those defenses that they're going to face on their schedule in, into trouble, really. And you look at the numbers that Tannehill put up last year. There was a moment that we kind of had him in our top five MVP. Yeah. And kind of through that first quarter, almost half of the season. And he did it with Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, A.J. Brown. Well, now you have Julio Jones. and Julio AJ Jones. Brown. And in case you forgot how good Julio Jones is, he's going to show you and remind oh, yeah. you this year. Because guess what also Tannehill can do? He can ad-lib. He can improv. He can, he can uh, just find sip off script he can scramble and make plays happen on the run coming from a former wide receiver in college like he knows what wide receivers like need and kind of to be successful so absolutely find a little bit of time if he has time to scramble and that that julio break free or aj brown who's aj brown's just coming into a a star in this league as well Like, it is scary. And Derrick Henry, you already said it. I think he's like a walking every carry he gets, he gets six yards. Like, yep. it's it's no matter of fact. And how many point and contacts is in there, it's like a walking six yards. Yep. So, it's it's massive. It's huge. If they can stay healthy, this – That's the big question, yeah. Is going to be scary. If their defense can at least just be subpar, look out Kansas City, look out AFC, look out Buffalo – I am putting the Titans up there, right there, just by, just by the addition just, of yeah. Julio Jones. I, no, I believe I, he's that good. I, I completely agree with you. I had them, I think it was a couple podcasts ago, we kind of talked about teams that may fall out of the playoffs that were in it last year. And I had Tennessee mm-hmm. because of the loss of Corey Davis, the loss of the tight ends, yes. you know, not fulfilling that position and finding another receiver. I mean, they did get Josh Reynolds from the Rams, who was kind of that third, fourth receiver. Who, yeah. This could be a great fit for him coming into a matchup like that, you know? Come uh, in the slot, man. You're going to have a lot of yeah. uh, opportunities. Oh, yeah. not, not many people are going to be covering you. Nope. you know? so Absolutely. But with this move, I think that puts them right back into competition for the division title. I mean, you know, we have Carson Wentz in Indy now, and Indy's got a really good defense. We saw that last year, and that run game can be dirty. Yeah. Why Hilton comes back. Michael Pittman kind of had a decent rookie year, so – Oh, I just man. think Tennessee just put themselves right back in that conversation. Those games are going to be fun in the AFC South. Oh, Those yeah. two games are going to be huge. Already going into the Colts and Titans games are going to be pivotal, just like they were last year, but I think they both got better this year. Yeah. I mean, hopefully if Carson Wentz has a revenge tour and we see what Carson Wentz once was in Indy, I think this is going to be – must-watch games that we're going to have to circle on our calendars, and they're going to come down to the division. That could be the best division in football. We talked about it last season. I mean, they were obviously one of the better divisions, but we'll see what happens. I mean, like you said, Carson Wentz, we got to see what he does coming off the year that he just had. He is paired back up with Frank Wright, who was the offensive coordinator, obviously, when they went to the Super Bowl. He got injured, but 
still. Yes. I mean, he was arguably having an MVP season at that point. So That's it's right. going to be really good football. And, and Tennessee did exactly what they needed to do. Just got to see what their defense can do now. All right. So we got to tease this. And we've been seeing a lot of you like on social media that the NFL, Gridiron, Bleacher Report have all been saying now, who is the best NFL tandem in the yeah. league? Not, not wide receiver what? core, not one, two, three, all wide receiver core, because that's a different conversation. The best one, one two, two yeah. NFL core. And they, I'm telling you, if you look at it and you look through, there's like a good eight it's or difficult. nine that, yeah. you can, that you could be. And it's all about personal choice of mm-hmm. what you think is going on. And like you can – you can have this topic. So what we're going to do at the end of our podcast, instead of doing a top top three, we are going to do our own versions, top five wide receiver tandems. We have them ranked, too, in order, top five, our personal top five. Um, but we'll do that at the end of the pod, obviously. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. You had the Julio Jones trade. I'm yes. going to make a claim right now. I'm going to come out and say it because the only other person on the market right now and verbally has come out multiple times to say it, is Aaron Rodgers. That's your last big name, big player that wants to get out of the situations he's in. So I don't think there was so much pressure on him being moved because there was Julio there, but Julio's gone now. So he's the only person there that still wants to be moved. I would say now with the mini camps and everything coming to an end, getting ready to go into the off season or go into their training camps and all that type of stuff, Aaron Rodgers is going to go somewhere in the next week, week and a half. I don't think think so. Yeah, I don't think they wait that much longer. I just think there's too much pressure. The story's going to be out front the whole time. Um, Devontae Adams obviously coming out. He's reporting. You know, he's a professional. He's doing his thing. He said, I grew up with no money. I'm not going to forfeit any money. I'm going to show up. But Aaron Rodgers is my guy. I have his back. So he's already coming out defending him, even though he's reporting to camp. I just think there's going to be so is, pressure on that story for them to continue to hang on to him. I think so. Is um his his lineman Bakhtiari said the yep. same thing? I support him as a friend and I want him to do whatever we do as a friend, but as a teammate, I want him here. I yeah, want him of course. here, you know, and like that's a guy. They went to the Kentucky Derby. They've been in the off season, so mm-hmm. Rodgers has been definitely telling him how he feels. So, but the problem is, I I'm with you on that. I just think the Green Bay is going to try everything, and like I think what they think. The longer it waits, the better our chances is that Rodgers will he just comes back. Yeah, it comes back. And James Jones, a former receiver for Green Bay, has come out and said, I think Rodgers will report. And I don't know if he really talks to Rodgers like that, but I think if that gives them any light or any kind of uh, hope, they're just they're going to try to wait it out. And I, I think Rodgers has come out, and I don't know if he said he's, he's willing to forfeit the money, but that's a lot of money as well. And I know he doesn't necessarily need it, but there's more signs to me now leaning like, could he come back? Could he come back? So I, I'm not going a foregone conclusion that he's 100% gone like you just yet. Um, I would like him to see elsewhere because I think they've done enough to not give him the help or, you know, sure, just yeah. not at least give him the common courtesy of, uh, hey, we might be drafting this guy or something like that. Like, I think that they've done enough, but – there's a side of me now that think Rodgers may, may return. Don't know. 
I'm just going to do my bold take and do say it. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't see how he can return, obviously, with his relationship on how he feels about the GM coming out and saying that, you know, he, he didn't publicly say he wanted him fired, but obviously he came out and, and talked about how it was just disrespectful the way they're running the organization and the morals and yeah. things like and, that. And I just think and, that's a lot to overcome for him. You're right. And he did that with Kenny Main on Sports yeah. Like legit, you know, and said it wasn't about the Jordan Love pick, which I mean, I don't necessarily believe. I believe that sure. definitely played a part. But it's easier to that, say that it wasn't about that pick when you just won MVP, obviously, and shoved yeah. it in their face. But I do think that that was part of it. And that's big. That's Rogers' biggest thing that he said publicly: the fact that I still went out and went one MVP despite the odds and despite the lack of communication, the lack of trust uh, through that. I think that's more sign for him to be like hey i deserve better i need to go somewhere else but well i think the landing spot for him um and i've said it before it just makes sense would be denver i know that Mm. one of the quarterback cornerbacks just came out who's friends with deshaun watson and is saying that deshaun's telling him he wants to be in denver deshaun is going nowhere you don't think so deshaun's not playing football this year houston's not going to trade deshaun because i think all the legal issues that he has going on nobody wants to get involved in that so houston's going to push him to the side they're going to try to stay out of that storyline and they're not going to do any transactions with him i'd be shocked if something happens with him this season in any type of move but i don't think he plays so i think for me denver would be the best spot for aaron Rodgers. i think that makes them super bowl contenders immediately with that defense and like we've said multiple times they got receivers man they may not they may not be in our top five best duo rank Sure. But if you look at across the board, the receivers that they have, they got players, and I think yeah. he, he's just going to make them that much better. But who knows? I don't see Rodgers going to any other NFC team. I see him going to any anywhere in the AFC. So Denver sticks out to me, and also the Raiders. I think Chucky and, and Mike Mayock would do I love that up one the too. moon. And I feel like they don't love – anything too much there in Vegas on their squad, on their roster enough where yeah. they can be like, Hey, here, take them, you know, we're good. And we'll, we'll give you draft picks. Um, and I, I think that too, I mean, Sean McVay thinks in that theory, I think in that theory, mm-hmm. if you have someone that's proven what's a draft pick, like if you haven't, if you, if you believe in a player that can come in and make it happen, then, then yeah. That's it. But so he operates in the now, you know, we'll figure it out down the road, but let's right. work with what we have now and give up a future draft pick. Cause you don't know what that draft pick's going to get you. Yeah. You know? We'll see. We'll so. see. They are important. I'm not going to just, you know, discredit no, of them, course. but I mean, but you, when you're talking Aaron Rodgers here or when you're talking Julio Jones, that went for what a second and a, a fifth? second and a, a second and a fifth or a second and a third, something like that. Something, but yeah. something not right. Something yeah. not right with that. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, that's the going market sometimes with these, uh, these players like would kind of at the end of their career. So yep. we'll see what happens. I'm we'll sure. see what happens. I said a week, week and a half. If it doesn't happen, then mm-hmm. my bold take sucks, but that's just what I think. I think there's a lot of pressure on, on him and green Bay to make something happen. See, they need we, to make a decision. So we are going to see a little opposite here. We think obviously on the Rogers thing, I think Deshaun Watson is, is going to get out of town. I do. You think I, think, season? I, I, I think so. I think sometime it may be not the start of the season. I think that, all the longer this goes and things kind of start coming out more and more. Houston now is finally with all the baggage of that, him throwing them under the bus. And then this thing, they're going to be like, all right, this guy's it's, he's not helping us anymore. Like yeah. I'm willing to get rid of him, and not saying that he won't be able to play good anymore, but there's just going to be a lot of baggage with them now too. So I feel like they're going to be 
easier to letting him go as before. They were like, no, we have all these years left with him. He's an MVP type player. Now it's this, another thing going. Sure. So like, okay, what will you give me for him? Because we're, we're on to the next one. Yeah, I, off the and top they, of they, your head. They, they, they drafted Mills. They drafted they did, Mills. They got him. Which but, is I mean, telling you we, and, we're looking at the future. And let's be real. They brought in a new coach. They're ready to rebuild. Like, yeah. that's, like that's embrace it here. Houston, we have a problem. Houston, start over. You had mentioned putting him on the commissioner's exempt list. This mm-hmm. was a while back when everything yeah. was really hot and heavy. Can he be moved on the exempt list? Do you know that off the top of your head? I'm not sure about that. I mean, they haven't put him on it, so he's still available to be moved, Probably obviously. Not. I'd imagine I was not. wondering if they could still make a transaction while he's on that list. Commissioner exempt, I'd imagine not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if that's – but I mean, Well, because if he stays on that list and you take him to another team, yeah. he's still on the list. He doesn't have the ability to play. So, oh, no. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating watching what happens with Rodgers. And then at that point, like I said, same thing with Julio. Now Rodgers is the only one. Once he's gone, the Deshaun story comes back because he's the only sure. – you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, yeah. It'll come back. That Exactly. It'll come back. It'll come back. We'll mm-hmm. find out sooner than later. But mm-hmm. All right. Hey, well, I have two, two quick uh, football questions before we go to our NBA playoffs. Let's All do right. it. I want to say, verse one, who do you think is going to be the most impactful rookie quarterback this year who's going to have the best season and that's going to be very rough because we don't even know who's starting yet and we don't even know who's going to play the most games a la justin herbert for last year i don't think anyone would have said him before the season but here we go and he's balling and he's looking like he's going to be the future there who do you think between we had a lot of them that got in the first round and uh some of them have been proclaimed the starter already trevor lawrence probably zach wilson but guys like Fields, guys like Trey Lance, guys like Matt Jones have not been given the nod yet. What are you thinking? Who's going to have the best season? That's so hard to say. I, I mean, know even, you're going to go the, Niners. Even though I was going to say, even though Trey Lance is – is not Trey Lance, sorry. Um, what's his name? Fields? First pick. No, uh, first, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Even though Trevor Lawrence is already solidified as the number one receiver or number one starter quarterback, he's still playing for Jacksonville. And I know that they do have receivers, but it's a new head coach, Urban Meyer, coming from college to the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, you know, transitioning to the speed of the NFL. So I still think it's going to be a rocky season for him, even though he's starting. Um, I would love to see Justin Fields start over Andy Dalton. I think they already told Andy Dalton he's number one, but I I think he wins the job. I I think he wins the job. Justin Fields has got to start. Yeah. Spoiler alert: That's my pick. Justin Fields. Um. I don't know. I think those two, obviously, Zach Wilson, um, I just think there's so much up in the air with him in, in New York and, and what yeah. they have on offense. I would say I Trey Lance. Be a very, I think it's going to be a very starts, Arnold season for Zach sure. Wilson. Like yeah. very like, oh, you see flashes, but then you're going to see a lot of bad too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Trey Lance if he starts because I think he's in the best situation when it comes to the offensive scheme, the playmakers mm-hmm. that he has, the team on the defensive side of the ball to help him out. I think that whole situation puts him in the best position to have the best season out of all four of those. Um, but I just think Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are obviously probably going to be your main starters. So they're going to have a better opportunity to start having a better season. But Trey Lance could win it. Who knows? So you, so you just said Trey Lance. but I'm going to say Trey Lance. If you're Coach Shanahan right now, Dan Aries, Coach Shanahan, and you have a healthy Jimmy G right now and a healthy Trey Lance, who is your starter week one? right now Shanahan coach Shanahan tell me 
I think you go with Jimmy G because you're paying him $25 million a year and you don't want to sit him on the bench. And he has experience with this roster. And when he is on the field, he wins. So okay. I think you ride him, but he's he, the durability's not there. So I think your backup in Trey Lance is the most comfortable you've been probably in a couple years. Right. And I mean, I, I would say you could start Trey Lance and have a great backup at Jimmy G. I just don't understand how you put Jimmy G on the bench at $25 million a year. That's all I'm saying. Sure. And he can't take you to the Super Bowl in a full season. So, But, I mean, if he goes in the camp and outplays him, no, you got to do it. If, you know? if Trey Lance wins it hands down, uh, gotta, if he outplays him, then you got to start him. And you got to pick the pulse of the locker room. Like, if yep. they, they're looking at these guys right and left and they're saying – yeah, no. If you're you're giving the nod here just off of salary for this guy, then like that, you could lose a locker room too. You, so, yeah, you can. Yeah, be careful. The one thing I'll say is I think that the Niners' locker room is probably one of the strongest in the NFL. I think I the agree. relationship that the line has with Jimmy G and George Kittle, and I think yes. they support both ends of it and the coach. So facts. Big but fact. I do like your Justin Fields pick because I think he could be dynamite in Chicago. I think he can completely flip that franchise. I think so too. I'm I'm excited for him. I like his opportunity. I like his landing spot. I think that's a good football town. I like um, his weapons around him. Montgomery's good. Allen Robinson's good. Um, defense has promised. They they were a playoff team last year. I know they were yeah. eight and eight, but they were a playoff team last year. So shit, who knows? Maybe a quarterback upgrade. They can be a ten and seven team. You know, sure. right there. I don't think Mac Jones plays this year. I'll tell you that though. Okay. I think right. he sits the full season. Let's go, Cam. Superman Cam. I think I think he's in a good spot this year. He's got some wide receivers, you know, not big names, but he's got some playmakers out there. And I think that tight end combo is going to be huge for him. I really we'll do. We'll see. We but shall see. We'll see. He's in Let's a tough division. It. All right. Enough NFL. Let's right. We're going to move to the NBA playoffs. Let's here. do it. NBA playoffs. Holy crap. We starting with the West or the East, Dan the man. I'm going to start with my Western pick in the Phoenix Suns and how God. good they're making me look right now. I'm and just going to say it. I was a little nervous in that Lakers series when the Lakers started to come back. Knock on wood, I, I don't want any players to get injured, but obviously AD going down was a big boost for Phoenix and winning that series. I did not see Phoenix coming out and starting 2-0 against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the one thing I noticed last night is whatever scheme that they switched to on defense – they are going to double the Joker the rest of the series and make someone else beat them. And that's right. what they did. I mean, they just swarmed him last night. And he, there was nothing that Denver could do. They really couldn't. And if as long as Miles Bridges and Devin Booker and CP3 are hitting their shots, mm -hmm. you got to yeah. find someone. Michael Porter, you need to put up 30 a night just to keep your team in it because the Joker's only going to be able to do so much. And all the respect and all the props to the Phoenix, Arizona Suns because – I freaking – I know you guys were – in the regular season, you were at first at one point, tied for – and at yeah. second. So, you guys were there, but I still knew I, – I knew that you had CP3, Booker, all these good stuff, but I haven't watched you guys enough. And, damn, are they fun to watch when they get to rolling. Uh, DeAndre Ayton – He's a beast. He single-handedly – no, no, I'm not going to say single-handedly, but he owned the Lakers. I yeah. talked about the Lakers having the bigs advantage because they had – Drummond, they had LeBron, they had 80, and they had um, another big, they had Harold, like yep. that. Ayton was better than all of them. He was, he was yeah. better than all of them down there. He owned them on the glass. He owned them down low. They had no answer for him. Booker is a star. CP3 is a leader. Yep. Um, the, we have Crowder, who's the enforcer. Cameron got, Payne is a great second PG. 
you got guys knocking down shots. They're fun. They they play as team. And Monty Williams is a great coach. And what a home court advantage it is. Oh, and man, is it wild there. And the Suns, do they just look right? All props, I am pulling for the Suns in the West because they're a good squad. They're young. And they got CP3. I just think it's all right. Like They, they have a good path that, to get there. So yeah. pulling for them. I don't see it happen. And I, I was way wrong. We haven't had a podcast since I talked about my Lakers prediction. I know. <laughs> I was gone. Eat me alive. You gave Very me a lot long. of ammo, but you know yes. what? No, it's good. I'd let it take care of itself. Cause yeah, exactly. You know what? I, all I said with the Lakers is they just didn't have the depth. And that's yep. what I think that's what showed. So you're right. One thing I will say is that they're going to make some moves on the off season. And I saw a little teaser. I know. To know your too. opinion on this one. I already know it. Russell Westbrook. Oh, no. I didn't the Lakers. No, I saw Cha-Ching Dame Dalla to the Lakers. I mean, that's that's that could be a good one too. I, either, either one. I mean, obviously Dame's going to give you a lot more shooting wise. But All right. Can you imagine they Westbrook have to do much? <laughs> LeBron back to number six. He went back right? to number six. Let's go see what happens. But they're making chase jam summer. Enjoy the summer rebuild. I don't know, but he just it, it looked rough. It looked it rough did. out there. Yeah. And his role players did not help him. But LeBron. Felt defeated, I think, even then, like that. So Phoenix took it from him. It wasn't LeBron not doing up. It was Phoenix. You took it from him, and they deserved it. it. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back to this series. I don't think Phoenix sweeps it. I do think Denver at least gets one at home, but I I can see Phoenix taking this in five. I agree. I like Phoenix in five. I thought it was gonna be a long series, but I think that. That showed that last night that wasn't much of a game towards the second half. And then the first game was a very good game until the fourth quarter, and Phoenix just went yeah. away with it. So they I think they took a little bit out of Denver in their strides there. They might get them a gentleman sweep, but I think Phoenix advances in this one. The other Western game, we got Utah against – Best team in the NBA in the regular seven. season. Yeah, Utah Jazz, another team that I was not <laughs> a believer. I'm not a believer at all. And, and – Donovan Mitchell, you monster, a star out there. Since he's been back, yep. Since he's been back, he's been healthy. And Utah, that that place, I think, arguably just as loud, if not louder. And the way we were watching game one, that was the – I think we just were all – amazed by the arena and the yeah. fans and the and the sounds of that game um came down to a last possession i am going to say this i think the clippers win this series though i think that they were a little gassed from that game seven with luca and, sure. and took everything out of them to advance in that one but Kawhi is who he is because he he doesn't falter. He doesn't run high on emotions because he stays even keeled in these big pressure games. I think that experience alone with adding in a big play by Rondo, by, by playing with uh, PG, even if he shows up a little bit more. Yeah. And the role players are playing big. Batoon, um, Morris, um, they're all stepping up a little bit too. So I, I like Clippers winning this series still. Even if they go down 2-0. I think like Utah could still win this game. I think Clippers win both at home, and then they steal one on the road. I think I think it's very possible the Clips win the series. That is very similar to the the series they just had with the Mavs when they were down 0-2, and there was yep. a point where I was like, dead in the water. They're Here dead in the water again. again. Here we go. And it's the bubble again. And Kawhi you, said, nope. And I'm you could look it up. Happen. You could look up. All the commentators were saying it too. It's over. It's over. And then somehow, some way, they pulled it together. And I think they're going to do the same thing. 
I, I'm going to go opposite of you. I'm going to go with Utah because okay. they've made me a believer. I know yeah. we talked about them a lot and them being the best team in the regular season and then saying, oh, we get into the playoffs. Do they really have it? Are they going to be a playoff team? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. They showed up. I mean, it was – it yeah. came down to that last possession. So, it's very hard to say, like, oh, they controlled – they didn't control the game. But yes. Donovan Mitchell's legit. Yes. The team is legit. They yes. made me a believer. And Rudy Gobert is coming off of just winning the Defensive Player of the Year back award. So you know that he's back just going to have that extra step tonight in his game and hopefully through the rest of the series just to prove, like, I deserve this. You know 100. what I mean? So, oh, yeah, it's going to be I good. I think it could go full seven, but somehow, yeah. some way, it ends up back in Utah and they win that game seven. Because ever since Donovan Mitchell came back on the court after his injury, even in that first series, now this series, I mean, the dude's been lights out. So. Yeah. I just think it's going to be really close. I think it can go either way. I'm just going to take Utah. Hey, man, either way, I think it's a win for the West because the thing about these fan bases, Utah, Denver, um, Phoenix Suns, and if you have been a Clipper diehard fan with, with LA title town being in the Lakers and if yeah. you stuck through with the Clippers, you're happy for these fan bases for to finally have something to be like, Oh my gosh, we're in a finals. One of them are going to be in a finals, yeah. you know? So I think that's pretty huge. And it's nice to see in a world of NBA. Now that's super teams. That's floating up. You got this, sure. like, these good fan bases that aren't normally there possibly taking home a title. Yeah, no, I agree. And I just wanted, before we transfer to the East, could you imagine if it was Utah, Phoenix, and the Western Conference Finals? That'd be cool. The way those two fan bases two. are. Yeah. Those, I mean, dude, it's going to be nuts going Rock to one of those games, regardless of where you go. But, yeah, I, it, it's good. We'll see what happens tonight for Clips Jazz. Um, but All let's right. transfer to the East. East. Your boys. Okay. My boys, Your huh? boys, you picked the Nets, man. I picked the Nets, and they Good do. God. No Harden, no problem. Golly, does KD They look... might be better without him. Is I mean, they're possible? not, but still. <laughs> is it possible that KD is better than ever after his Achilles injury? Like, he looks like easy money sniper. I know it's a short sample size, but the way he was make, putting Giannis on skates the other night, Blake Griffin is dunking all over the place. <laughs> when he didn't dunk at all in Detroit, now he's dunking everywhere yeah. again. Tyree's hitting shots. You have all the other sharpshooters for the yeah. Nets hitting shots mm -hmm. and hardens on the bench so what's really Just good sipping here? his slurpee watching and man he's like, not playing the rest of the series i'll tell you that right I, now they're I, resting him i don't think they I, need to bring him back i was a little gut chet reaction when i saw it i said will will you, the bucks even win a game and what do you think do you think they even win a game but i'm gonna say that Giannis somehow gets one i'm saying a gentleman sweep maybe but I don't know. What do you think? I'm going to tell you that the Bucks have been ridiculously bad at shooting the ball during the first yes. two games. Like, their percentages are really bad. And they've got great players. You know, we talked about the addition of Holiday, obviously. We talked about Middleton, uh, Middleton who's been a great second fiddle. And then Giannis, I mean, back-to-back -back MVPs. But yeah. No, I don't think they win a game. No. I think I think the Nets sweep this series. I just think they're that overpowering. Kevin Durant is shooting 50% from the three-point line. 50% from the three-point line. And I want to throw I want to throw this out that there. Good? And and this is this will be a little bit down the road, but maybe we'll remember this conversation. High school. Kevin Durant, mean? Kevin Durant went got two titles in Golden State. Now he comes to the Nets. Say they mm -hmm. win the title this year and they mm -hmm. win the title next year, right? He has four. Okay. And at the level that he's playing at now, do you have the conversation that Kevin Durant is better than Michael Jordan? No, 
Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No he shot. Hasn't been, he hasn't been to a Absolutely finals and not. lost. Yeah, but did you see his teammates? His teammates I know, but are it, far I'm, superior. I'm than saying if that you look at, ever had. look at the statistics of what he's doing. If he stays at this level, like we're saying, I mean, the way I, he's shooting the I, ball and no, his scoring. I don't and all put of him that. up there. I don't know. No, I'm sorry. Not yet. I, he, he's this, still is gotta, this is for down the road, but I'm just throwing it out there. Got to get to four for me to even entertain it. And if he did. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think his team, his teammates have been all worldly. When he joined a 73. It is true. Yeah. Like that's like the easiest road to a finals, a, a star player could ever have to join a team that's record setting and which he did and not saying he didn't play his ass off during the finals and, and make his presence known and win the MVP. Cause he did do that, but he was he went to an already made team and a championship team already. They wanted the year before him. So it was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Put as much credit. It's to way it, too early. To call, titles. I yeah. don't put as much credit to his titles. Sure. Now saying he can't be up there and like end in a Kobe era, like tied with Kobe and up there with LeBron. I'm, I'm I could say that I could see that, but, but he uh, averages 35 a game and he's shooting 48 to 50%. Mm-hmm. In the field goal range, you know, from here through the next couple of years, would the statistics of him individually carry any weight in that conversation? Don't look at the roster Possibly. of the team. Possibly. You, that, yeah. That's kind of what I mean yeah. by it. Not necessarily the team, because obviously Jordan did way more, you know, yes. undefeated in the finals. Never. I mean, he had Scottie Pippen, obviously, which people would argue is equivalent to some of these other twos. But yeah. the what problem- LeBron has done with the rosters he has carries more weight, obviously. But if you look at the statistics of what KD's doing, if it stays on that base. And the problem is, I, well, the only thing with KD, Trey, is like when he came into the league, you could, you could also say he was just as impactful defensively. Mm-hmm. And when I think of Jordan, I think LeBron, I think of their defense just as much as their offense. Like sure. their, I think of LeBron's chase down block. I think of Jordan. One of the greatest all, plays get, ever. Getting five steals like during the NBA Finals. I don't see Katie Trey making that much of an impact on the defensive side of the game. Yes, his numbers, his sh- best shooters who we've ever seen one of them easily. But I don't see him like all what encompasses all-time great GOATs. I don't see him packing the punch defensively um, to be up there with those guys. To think very like, I, went, I, I just very think Jordan, Jordan's defense was out of this world. And I think LeBron's defense doesn't always get as much props because he's all over the place as well. So we'll see. The chase down block won him the finals. So, yeah. you know what I mean? That was insane. <laughs> no, that's, that's, a, that's a fair statement. I, I can agree with that. I will go back to your original question. Is KD better after the Achilles injury? Yes. And I think that's really scary for the NBA. All right, the second matchup in the Eastern Conference, 76ers-Hawks. Hawks came out hard in game one. And they did. then 76ers really came back and took control in game two. So Yeah, exactly. Most impressive wins on both sides of yeah. the ball for that. I'm going to say that Philly takes it from here on out. I think Philly wins in five. Because I want to say, and I want to give all the props to Atlanta, they've overplayed their value this year, and they should take the season as a huge win. Now, they could surprise me again and make me take this to six, maybe even seven. Um, I don't see them winning this series. I think Philly has the better all-around roster. 
Trey Young has put himself on the map, and they do have a good little core to work with and hopefully get better and be in this spot for next couple of years. Yeah. But I think Philly's experience, they were tenured. They're the number one seed for a reason. And when Embiid is healthy, he is the best center by far in the game. All respect to Joker for winning the thing. I don't know why. I just think Embiid, when he is in his zone, he's unstoppable. Yeah. Offensively. When he is hitting his shot, then he he scares you with the post-up game and he scares you with being in the paint. And when he's hitting his shot, he's and he's just as valuable on the defensive side, I think even more so than Joker is. Like he's just a rim protector. He gets every rebound and a shot blocker. So like he He's the difference maker. And when he's healthy and he just got a 40-point game last yeah. game, I think so, I think he's good to go. Yeah, I mean, you you basically said it all. I, I completely agree with you. I think the Atlanta Hawks are overplaying what most people thought they would do this year, and kudos to them. I think they have a yeah. lot to build off of uh, moving forward into the next couple of years. I think they're going to be a very scary team. I don't know if they have to make so many additions as it is just kind of building together with what they have on the roster because they are very talented with John Collins. Obviously, Bogdanovich has been great. Yeah. Um, and then Trey, Trey Young has really, you know, submitted himself as one of the top threats yeah. in the nba when it comes to scoring and shooting um and i love the fact that he talks shit and he backs it up i, I just think that it's great action for the nba being a smaller player but still going as yep. hard as he does uh, yep. but I, I just think the 76ers that game two really showed like okay you know we we kind of slipped up game one now let's put our foot on the gas let's get done with this series let's get to the finals and you can yep. see it. Yeah, Embiid's Embiid. I mean, as long as he's healthy, you can't stop him. It's just going to depend on what he does himself during that game. Um, yes. But Tobias Harris has been fantastic. Fantastic. Seth Curry has really stepped up. Making that shots. Game two was – I mean, he was hitting shots left and right. Yep. Um, so you hope that continues with him. And I know Ben Simmons doesn't have a shot, which sucks, but he is <laughs> so bad. a big dude. He's yeah. a great defender. He is a yes. great defender, and that makes up, obviously, for not having that outside shot. As long as you can get points from Harris and Seth Curry to help out Embiid, you're not going to stop the 76ers. I just, they're just too damn good. So exactly. I agree with you. I see it in five. Um, I mean, what are they in Atlanta or are they in? Uh, they're, they're back to Atlanta. Yeah, they're they back to Atlanta. So games, maybe so. Atlanta gets one. Hey, if, if you know, I, I've been wrong about Atlanta pretty much all playoffs. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong again. They can, they prove it out. So if they could take two at home, which is going to be a very tough task, but if they sure. do, they, then that'll change the whole outlook, whole landscape of this series. So yeah, I don't see it going past I, six. So I'd say five or six, six at the most. I'm going to say five. I'm yeah. going to get Philly. Welcome Which then puts us as 76ers Nets. 76ers Nets. Suns and either Jazz or Clip. So and two two really good games tonight. What I what I'm gonna say about the 76ers Nets is what is it gonna be is if there's still no Harden. You know, because yeah. I think Nets, like I said, both teams in the East, I think they might go five. And so it's gonna be a shorter series. Will Harden be ready for that? I don't know, but they've been playing good without them too. They could, they, could the could you think this Nets team can still beat Philly with no Harden? Do you think? That? Um, I think it, it. I don't know because I think what happens is you put Ben Simmons on KD, and I know KD is a phenomenal scorer, but Ben Simmons is just as big and a great defender. So I think that's going to limit KD just a little bit. So it's going to put a lot on Kyrie. If you had Harden, you'd had that other third big player option. 
if you don't have Harden, that works into the favor of the 76ers defensively. All right. Well, I got your caveat for that whole Durant talk for championships. If he's able to do it with no Harden and get past Philly and he just has Kyrie and he goes wins and chip without Harden, then all right. Then we're talking about Durant here, maybe climbing up there a little bit on their match. And like, then, sure. then, then I'm looking at that like resume and like, okay. And then I'm, I'm putting more respect on his name, even though I still think he's one of the best players to ever play, you know, but talking about goat status, like that's, that's a whole yeah. other thing. But if he's able to do that without Harden this year, then he's got, he can start his resume, I guess. Sure. You know, like yeah. he can start looking at his resume. I have to lean to 76ers just because I picked them. So I got to mm. go with my pick, but I'm going to tell yeah. you right now, watching the Nets play the Bucks. <laughs> makes me very very nervous because the nets like you said without harden they still look unstoppable Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty crazy we just we just want to see how this nets team can react with adversity and Mm -hmm. when they're being put in a spot where they have to climb back because we haven't seen that yet they've been six six and one in the playoffs so far but if Giannis can find something here in game three put the pressure on them in game four Let's see what happens. I mean, sure. I still like the Nets coming out here, even though – but I, we want to see when not all things are going right for the Nets, yeah. how they react and how those egos come in. Yeah, no, I agree with you. All my respect so, to Someone's got to put up a challenge to them. All my respect to Boston, yeah, you stole a game, but no one was really fearing like you were going to no, lose yeah. that series because they just didn't have enough. And, you know, that, that wasn't enough adversity for me, just for them to lose a game. Yeah, no, I mean, they were missing Jalen Brown, obviously. Um, yeah. so that yep. they went into that series. Nobody really had them pick, um, sure. but who knows? Two really good games getting down to the end. See who's yep. going to make it to the conference finals. And, uh, and then we'll check on that, but we will, you know, we will. You want to so. touch on NHL a little bit? NHL. Big Man, shout out to Daddy Warbucks. Oh, Daddy Warbucks. Hey, I hope he's drinking some Tito's. He probably hung over from the Tito's yeah. from last night. His Boston Bruins title town was eliminated. What a damn series with them and the Islanders. Yeah. Uh, man, it was fun to watch because because those fan bases, if you follow Barstool and watching the fan react, yeah. that was that They're was going nuts. Better, that was better than the games for me watching those. Yeah. Um, but Hey, the secret ingredient of that, I think, is Barry Trotz. You know, he did it for us in the Capitals town, and look at him. He resume he, speaks for itself. He defeated us last year in the playoffs, and then he's he's moving along. So, yep. what good coaching will get you sometimes in the NHL will take you over the top. Um, they got the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche fighting it out here in a good game six. Yep. Um, and then the, the winner will play the Canadians. That's just waiting. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning's waiting now for the Islanders. So that's that going to be a good start. match. So, um, could we see Tampa Bay go back to back? You know, with Lord Stanley, who knows? But uh, you know, playoff hockey is very fun, especially if your team's in it. My team's not, so I'm not really yeah. watching. <laughs> but yeah, no, I hear respect. you. Man, hockey fans are great, and uh, hockey players are the best. And it, we just got to relive the three years when we won it a couple on, on June 7th. So going back in the memories and looking at the old videos and photos of uh, that day was pretty spectacular. So yeah, no, I, I, NHL hockey's back. Fans, fans are back. I mean, I think they were the first stadiums to really pack everyone in, and the environment's outrageous. Being in the New York market, I get to see the Islanders. Yeah, they just they just outplayed the Bruins last night, one hundred percent. 
You got you could be a resident Long Island fan. You live in Long Island now. I so, do. I, mean, I you, do. Yeah. You could take over. You know, you don't really have too many hockey teams that are doing things in Long, you know, Long Island sure. that have any other things going no, on. No, they so don't. Yeah. Let's go. We got the Hamptons. That's about it. <laughs> okay. You're right. Right. So, right. Summertime Hamptons. Um, Pat Daddy. Let's go. UFC card coming up Saturday. You, uh, this this just take my money right now. UFC. You got Stylebender fighting the rematch for Bellator. That um the Italian boys. So they yep. got a rematch. That the first first match was really good. So we got that. We got my boy Nate Diaz is back, back. in the ring. He's back in the star. Nate Diaz, one of my favorite athletes. Not even fighters my favorite like athlete just to follow and watch because he's the real deal from stockton yeah, gangster from and stockton this smokes weed and knocks people out and doesn't need much and just does it because he likes to fight nate diaz is back I, i'm i'm tuning in just to watch him but then you got the rematch with uh Figueredo and then uh the moreno yep exactly yep. so that that one's gonna be good so ufc this just winning. UFC is just they, winning. They really and are. They just got to pay their fighters more. They do have to pay their fighters more, but they are winning and they have gotten, I think they've grown their fan base. Oh yeah. Significantly. And they got the, the ultimate fighter seasons back out. And I'm, that is, yep. that's one of the best things that got me tuned in. So that's huge. And before we go to our top five, your San Francisco giants at the top of the best team board. in major league baseball. Best team in Major League Baseball. Shout out Mario. He's upset. He's yes, he is. Over there. How about them Dodgers? And another thing Pat Daddy was wrong about was I said the NL East is the best division in baseball. When They're struggling over, a little bit. <laughs> the other host right here could have just had a case right there with the Dodgers. Yeah, the Padres. Padres. The Giants. They're all just killing. They're top of the leaderboard in the NH and the National League. Yeah. So, uh, man. Yeah. Shout out to a small market team too, Tampa Bay Rays, holding it down on one of the holding toughest divisions on top of Boston, the New York Yankees. Um, it's it's a different season in baseball, but I think what you're seeing is almost like in the NBA, those 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 dream teams or those stacked squads. Yep. Doesn't always work out that way. I mean, you get really good coaching and good schematics and yep. and teams can go up top. Gabe Kapler, head coach for the, the manager for the San Francisco Giants. I mean, other than Buster Posey and some pitching, we don't really have huge name players. And, and there you are. The top of the rankings. So. 16 games above 500 and yep. something like that. Yep. Shoot. Which is a good spot like to be that. in. There's plenty of baseball left. Baseball is the longest season in the world. A lot of and it matters summer. after the all-star break. But summer, All summer. Summer yeah. matters for baseball. That's when it's like really comes down to you want to be, you know, you know, basically but going yeah. into summer is it like, all right, I don't have to really watch my team during this summer. Yeah. Or you can be like, all right, I need to be dialed in because every game matters. So, yeah, I'm kind of on the other side of the fence with that. But, hey, I'm going to pull for your Giants. Appreciate that. that. How about Otani, yeah. though? Oh, Tani. Still doing his thing, still, man. Still. He's just the most exciting player in baseball right now. He really, I think. You know, it's two conversations to have. Is Cy Young and MVP. And, you know, a lot of the conversation is if he stays on the pace that he's at, will he win both? Jacob deGrom pitching for the New York Mets. They're, they're saying, having the same conversation. Cy yeah. Young, MVP, just how dominant he's been. So, yeah, different season in baseball, but it's exciting. So many no hitters. You know, yes. you have conversations like you were just telling me with the Garrett Cole and the doctoring of the baseballs, mm. and not as many home runs. So there's a lot guys, going on. If you guys have not seen that interview when he was asked that question, I suggest you to go and watch it and see how awkward awkward it was that he just did not say anything for like yeah. 40 seconds. He just sat there and 
made it way more of a scene than it needed to be but it's just gonna be an even bigger story now it's gonna be more of a story and story with that one so garrett cole i ain't looking Uh too good buddy Uh (laughs) uh-oh nope that's crazy well hey that's good did we touch on all things we did i think we covered everything got to enjoy the uh dechambeau brooks kepka we talked about that throughout a clip but it's just good for golf and it's even bigger and they're coming up the majors coming up next weekend the u.s open back at story pines good combo to be had that's it we'll definitely touch on it in the next podcast we'll do one next week with that so going in and then we got the the pairing with him and mickles with mickelson and uh that's right and Rodgers and Brady and yep. Bryce. Got to so. imagine there's going to be some conversations had about Rodgers and his future and what's going on if it isn't solidified by the time that match comes around. Sure. That'll be Absolutely. good. That'll be good I mean, content. Because they're going to be mic'd up. That was like the oh, first yeah. kickoff last year to any sports going on during the pandemic. It was like that was the first thing. Remember, it was a rainy day. And we were like, we don't care. We're just going to watch it because yep. there's no sports <laughs> going on. Just let them go out there and play. for The now. pandemic yeah. days, baby. We're climbing yeah, out man. of it. That's how we we started from that, man. The That's pandemic it. boys. We came from that. We had to find See, something to do. Not all there was bad in the pandemic. People found hey. some things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. And the you know top what else five. we found? Our top five. Our top five segment. We moved it. We normally a top three segment. We moved it to a top five. This one's gonna be rated to the football wide receivers, the Diva wide receivers, the all-star wide receivers, the Pro Bowl wide receivers, the best tandem one two currently. Currently, one-two punch, not three, not core, one-two punch. All right, top five, kick it off, Dan the Man. Top five, all right. So my list has a lot to do with who's throwing them the ball. Okay. There's some really good one-two combinations out there, but maybe not the best quarterback to get the ball. So I'm going to say we starting at five or we starting at one? I, the words that say, I say we go five and work our way down right. to one. Like, kind of like we do with our power – with our top And then three. we'll do our honorable mentions after that. Oh, yeah. Because I oh, got yeah. some honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. There's right. definitely – me too. At number five for me, I have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett Ooh. as the number five duo. Um, and the reason I say that is DK came on real strong last year in the first part of the season, and Tyler had, I think that was, the, he had that 200-yard, three-touchdown game or whatever, but then after that, they kind of fizzled out. Yeah. Um, so, that's just, just because they weren't consistent through the whole season, I'm going to keep them in the top five, but for me, yeah. I have them at number five. That's good. That's good. That's a good landing spot for you. That's yeah, a good not landing bad. Spot. I, you made me almost rethink where I have them, because they did make my list, but they're not number five. Okay. I put... Robert Woods and Cooper Cup at number uh, okay. five. I know. I probably right. swept it out right now. But, hey, these guys are just product. Also, they're amazing receivers, but they're product of the scheme. They're they're all about just being mm-hmm. wherever they need to be. If they need to switch, one be at the Z, one be in the slot. They kind of just rotate it. They need to run the ball out of the backfield. They need to get some punt returns. These guys are all pro, basically, type players that – I think they play above their potential, too, to be honest with you. I don't think yeah. that many people thought Robert Woods was going to be that guy, that, that set piece that you could don't, you can rely in year in and year out. But he has been nothing but consistent. If you pick him up in fantasy, he is nothing but gives you, you know, oh, 80 yeah. grabs and seven touchdowns a year and 1,000 yards. Like, that's, that's a given. That's a yep. given. And then Cooper Cup can just go off and give you a four-touchdown game out of nowhere, a three-touchdown game. 
And, um, and I think these guys are going to move their way to the top with this, with getting your boy, Matt Stafford there. These guys are just going to get better. So be on the lookout for Cooper cup and Robert Woods and make sure you grab one of them in fantasy. That's the best, in my opinion, the best one, two tandem in our division as a Niner fan, which, yeah. is, which is scary. So yeah. yeah, I like that pick. Um, yeah. For me at number four, I have the defending Super Bowl champion, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Okay. Um, I mean, it's hard because you do also have AB there, but AB wasn't really the one, two guy. He was more of a third option. Yes. Um, Evans is just a, a tremendous deep threat specimen. challenge <laughs> for yeah. any DB. Yeah. Um, and Chris Godwin, I mean, he's a fantastic, he had some drops last season. Yeah. Um, but when he's on, he, he's dynamite. And I think you have him coming over the middle, hitting the slants or the, or the deep ins and outs. And then you have Evans going deep and obviously Tom Brady as the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's always going to find the mat, the mismatch, and then he's going to expose you. So when you have those two receivers that you have the option to throw to, they're going to get there. So yeah. I have them. I definitely have them at number four only because Brady's just a little bit older. I'm not saying that he's not a great quarterback. True, true. I mean, he's the greatest of all time, but he is getting a year older. So he's going to rely on happens. his tight ends a little he's bit. Gonna he's going to rely on that run game, game and, and that tight short, ends. short passing game, you know, where they're not necessarily they're, – they're deep threats too. Yep. So I agree. I like that. I like that. All right, number four, you already touched on it. I got DK and Ty, uh, Tyler Lockett all right. number four. Um, I just think, you know, when one's on, the other one's, uh, you know, like if it, one's not on, the other one is. And that's the thing of that. I think DK is only getting better. And I think you're going to see yeah. another step this year. And I think Tyler Lockett is one of the most underappreciated wide receivers that we have, even back to when they didn't have much there besides him and Doug Baldwin. Like he was always yeah. still there and he kind of stepped in that role. And for a guy being that little to make such an impact and be such a mismatch, I think Tyler Lockett is awesome um i just love the pairing and i love them with russell wilson so i got them number four and he got himself a good payday this year too so yes he did congratulations yeah. to tyler lockett yeah all right Let's at go. number three i don't know why i have them this high I, I do because i think the potential for them this year is really there um and i hate to say this but at number three i got amari cooper and cd lamb oh no coming back with dak <laughs> prescott i say yeah. that because if you look before dak That's got injured right. That's the, right. how much what his statistics were the yards that he put up how much they throw the ball amari cooper when he's on is arguably one of the best receivers in the league and yeah. cd lamb really came on huge last year for them so I, yeah. I think with the potential of dak coming back you got zeke i i can just see them being dynamite as a one-two punch so yeah i have them at number three holy hate smokes. to say it but i can't believe it i couldn't do it i couldn't do it with them spoiler and i couldn't put I them in my top five i did just because it's dak and he's yeah. a great quarterback so that's right all right number three number three i got you already mentioned it mike evans and chris godwin right. because they are dynamite dynamite i think they probably have the best core also too sure. wide receiver core mm -hmm. so it's like kind of hard but they but you saw how good they are with when they had guys like Jameis and ryan fitzpatrick with them like they were still getting theirs yeah. no matter what so they they were a huge crutch for the reason why tom brady has another title right now is because of those guys yeah. and um yeah drops or no drops they're still difference makers they're still mismatches and they're still part of the game plan and uh i think they're probably just going to get better with year two with brady yeah i i mean I can't argue with you. Let's go. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah, uh, at number two. This is where I, it gets interesting. I said it earlier. I think they're the best one-two tandem in my division. And now that they have Matt Stafford, I think Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are going to be oh my just that much higher in, yeah. in 
receptions and yardage and all that type. You just have the consistency of Matt Stafford. You know he can deliver the deep ball. You know he throws the ball. And we always said that the Rams go as Goff goes, and Goff was just so inconsistent. I think you having Matt Stafford there throwing them the ball, their statistics are just going to climb up, and I think they're going to be outrageous this year, which isn't good for the Niners, but right. it's good for the Los Angeles Rams and, and that, that duo. My oh my gosh wasn't the fact that you had them at number three. I, I, I could totally see that. My oh my gosh, number two. Number two, yeah. My oh my gosh was which team you left off because I have, I have, I know, two I know. You have not mentioned. And I I'm know. like, I can't believe you didn't mention one of these. So I'm more shook at that you're one, two. All right, but okay, but this is it. It's all perspective here. All right. Uh, my number two, which I had at number one for the longest time, but then I moved him to number two is Adam Thielen and my boy, freaking Justin I know. Jefferson. That was my like, hardest decision. Dynamite. That's the most yeah. one you left off. Di- Justin Jefferson, when you break Randy Moss's record, rookie record, when Randy Moss had an unbelievable rookie <laughs> year, and Justin Jefferson comes in and just balls out, he and did. then Thielen, another one of those un- underappreciated players that catches everything around him. He really him. does. Yep. And he can run, he can catch, he can play on the X, and he, he's been dynamite the past three years. So I think they're going to be explosive this year. There's just It's going to be hard for Jefferson to have a better year than his rookie year, but you see he's an athletic freak. And uh, I just love that tandem. And a guy like Kirk Cousins or whoever is going to be throwing to him, like that's the best thing that you could have is those guys on either yeah. side. So. The only reason they didn't make my top five, and that was the hardest decision in the world, and I know they had the statistics for it, I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. That's the only reason. And I said my list is based off of who's throwing them the ball. But that was my hardest decision not to yeah. put them in. They were good. They were right there on my top five. Man. But I agree with you. I don't. I wouldn't have had them that high Man. at two. Oh. I would have. They were right there. Um, at numbers. number one. Best duo in the league now, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. You're not going to find a better one-two. You know Tannehill can put up the stats. His numbers are just going to be that much better this season now that he has the two of them in the running game of Derrick Henry. I just think it's easy to put them at the top of the list because you saw what A.J. Brown did last year. Julio was hurt. I get that. But you see what Julio's – Julio's arguably been the best receiver in the NFL, i.e. Devontae Adams, obviously, the last couple seasons. But when he's healthy and and so dominant. So I got them at at number one. Best receiver of the decade, I think. I think the sure. best like ten years is as definitely Julio Jones, and it scares me to put a team, put a tandem in there that hasn't even played together yet. I to know. be like, all I right, know. this is it. But the, the when you just look at them next to each other, you're like, oh yeah, they, by far, good like, luck, the, the easily, yeah. you know, like which guy is and AJ Brown's just getting better yep. too, and uh, Julio Jones, if he could just stay on the field, like there's no doubt about it that they are the number one tandem i think for me and like that that eyes but, i agree holy all so, right so this, was that not, go ahead. this was another part that we were trying to think about like say who is the most elite passer quarterback you could say either what rogers or mahomes now what if all these tandems you keep the tandems together had the best quarterback thrown to them you know like so like then what would succumbus the best top five you know like if they all had rogers thrown to them which is the best tandem you know, I'd still probably I would I would argue from my list that Mike Evans, Chris Godwin would probably climb up to the top. Oh, if you had Patrick Mahomes, not uh, again. I know it's Tom Brady, but I'm yes. just saying if, if yeah. you're looking at the youth 
and the talent of Mahomes with the Evans and the Godwin, and you're just depending on those two receivers, not the run game, not all that. Yeah. They could move to the top. But then again, you got A.J. Brown, Julio Jones with Patrick Mahomes. It's I got to say something that I am shocked by you, Mr. Buffalo Bills, Dan Aries. Hold that. Not, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you shut your mouth when you're talking. <laughs> you shut, um, obviously, Jefferson Thielen were right there, didn't make it because of Kirk Cousins for me. My, I have you them just, written down, but it's not Cole Beasley. Oh. It's Stefan Diggs. Emmanuel Sanders, because he's now oh, on the Buffalo Bills. You do not and the give only your boy reason, Beasley the respect. No, I love Beasley. But obviously, I think Sanders is going to be able to do more, although maybe it opens up the field more for Cole Beasley. He had a phenomenal season last year. Don't get me wrong. Phenomenal. I just think Sanders has been proven as a number one, number two, and Beasley True. hasn't always been that coming from Dallas. And then last year was kind of his first year as a number two. I had it as Diggs and Sanders. I just don't know what they have because this is his first year with them. And I know they got Josh Allen, but they were an honorable mention. I have Debo and Brandon Ayuk as an honorable mention. They didn't get to play together that much last season. And Jimmy G were out. They could be really good in the (laughs) NFC West. Then Gary Terry and and Curtis Samuels up there then. (laughs) True. No, but this one is a tandem, but it's not wide receiver one, too. But fucking A, man. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's. You couldn't put it in because they're not both receivers. Absolutely. I mean, that's a whole nother. Yeah. But you could have thrown him in there. Yeah. We're talking receiving threats, then they're right up there. Absolutely. And we didn't say, hey, we didn't mention OBJ and Jarvis. And I mean, (sighs) talent wise, yes. But like, they just haven't. They've had their chances to know to make the Browns are better when OBJ is not playing. I really do. You know, that's That's why it was hard for me to throw that as a combo. Now, if you had OBJ and Jarvis with Patrick Mahomes, they probably make my list. Sure. You know, but I I don't know. It's weird. It's weird for Cleveland. And when OBJ is on the field, I, I we'll see what happens this year, but. We'll see what happens, man. This is a fun one. And it's a this tough is list. all it's a tough list. And you can make a case for all those like top seven or eight tandems sure. because they're all phenomenal and they're all good. They're all like, you know, what makes us excited about the NFL is the receivers. Yeah. You know? Well, and like you have the future of them coming up now. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, and Cincinnati. Like there's oh, so many combos Devontae that are coming Smith together. Coming out. Yeah, right. There's yeah. all these new ones that are coming you got in. What, yeah, what Jalen so. Waddle and Devontae Parker in Miami. I mean, yikes. There's gonna be some some trouble for some cornerbacks out there this year. There's just 100. really, really good duos that are coming out in the NFL. So Definitely. That's a hell of a list, though. Hell of a list. Give us some feedback. Let us know your top five. Throw it in our DMs for that. Let us yeah. know. Let us rank. Let us know where we got wrong or what you think. So uh, we'll get back on it. Damn, it hey, felt good to be back. You know, we had to knock off the dust. We haven't done this yeah. in a minute. You know, the microphone was all dusty. The computer, I forgot, I forgot how Zoom worked for a minute. And uh, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hit record. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Sibs Nation. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like Pat Daddy said, give us some feedback. Let us know your thoughts, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Happy weekend. Happy drinks. Peace.